My name is Sharon Clark. I want to start off in full transparency and say that I am not a professor, a biblical scholar, a pastor, a bishop, a psychiatrist, or a licensed counselor, but I am a Christian and have been so for six years, who has lived for a time on this earth and experienced some things. I'm continuing to experience some things. I've gleaned insights on some things that I pray will begin to enable those who have found time to listen to this material to get freedom of some things. In other words, gain deliverance of some things, which is not a one-time event, but a lifelong process and requires work on our part. I may not know where you are in your life, but the information that will be relayed is designed to enable us, I say us because I'm still a work in progress, to start the journey, if you haven't done so already, of getting free of hurts, habits, dysfunctional behaviors, and repeated negative patterns in our lives that could be keeping you stagnant, disappointed, sick, and grieved. In the process, my prayer is also, if you haven't done so already, to accept that there is assistance you can receive, if you wish, from the help of the one true God into your heart through a relationship with a divine being known as Jesus the Christ. Episode 11 Defeating the Enemy Victory Through Jesus Christ The Bible tells us that we are to be victorious. In the book of Corinthians, the first book of Corinthians, chapter 15, verse 57, we find thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 37 in the Holy Bible, it says, we have gained a surpassing victory. Some of you are saying, that sounds good, but what about my situation? What enemies are you facing today? We all know our number one enemy is the devil, Lucifer, Satan. How about the flesh, the world, circumstances, the problems that are out of our control, and people problems. In my view, there are other Christ-centered views. The formula of a victory over the enemy can be found in the book of Luke, verses 1 to 14. Jesus, the Christ, was in the wilderness fasting, i.e. he denied himself of food for 40 days and nights, in addition to resisting and eventually achieving victory 
over Satan, Lucifer's temptations, by using the Word of God. This is a good illustration, albeit it is not the only illustration of how Satan was defeated and how you and I can continue to walk in the promises of God outlined in the Holy Bible. So in the book of Luke, it says, When Jesus returned from the Jordan River, he was full of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit led him away from the cities and towns and out into the desert. For forty days, the Holy Spirit led him from place to place in the desert. And while there, the devil tempted Jesus. Jesus was fasting, eating nothing during this time. And at the end, he was terribly hungry. At that point, the devil came to him. The devil said to Jesus, Since you're the Son of God, you don't need to be hungry. Just tell this stone to transform itself into bread. Jesus said, It is written in the Hebrew Scriptures, People need more than bread to live. Then the devil gave Jesus a vision. It was as if he travelled around the world in an instant and saw all the kingdoms of the world at once. The devil then said to Jesus, All these kingdoms, all their glory, I will give to you. They're mine to give because the whole world has been handed over to me. If you just worship me, then everything you see will all be yours. Jesus then said, Get out of my face, Satan. The Hebrew scriptures say, Worship and serve the Eternal One, the Eternal God, your God, only Him and nobody else. Then the devil led Jesus to Jerusalem, and he transported Jesus to stand upon the pinnacle of the temple. The devil said to Jesus, Since you're the Son of God, just jump. Just throw yourself into the air. You keep quoting the Hebrew Scriptures. Those same Scriptures say he will put his heavenly messages in charge of you to keep you safe in every way, and they will hold you up in their hands so that you do not smash your foot against a stone. Jesus turned to the devil and said, Yes, but the Hebrew Scriptures also say, You will not presume on God. You will not test the Lord, the one true God. The devil had no more temptations to offer Jesus that day, so he left Jesus, preparing to return at some other opportune time. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit, and soon people across the region had heard news of him. So from a review of the Holy Scriptures, we learn that our Lord Jesus, the Christ, used some strategies to defeat the works of Satan, which we could use as well. So he used the strategy of fasting, resistance, i.e. praying and using the Word of God when faced with the attacks from the devil. He operated in faith, walked in obedience, and his posture was one who was submitted to God in his heart. And I would add one more, which is worship, which is another strategy that could be used to defeat the works of darkness led by Satan. So starting off with fasting, Jesus fasted to acknowledge his dependence on God 
and to gain invisible strength through reliance on God's Spirit, i.e. the Holy Spirit and God's Word. In the book of Luke, chapter 4, verses 1 to 14, illustrates Jesus' complete submission to God when dealing with the schemes of Satan. Fasting, as we see, and as we saw in Jesus, unlocked the power of God in him and in any individual. Certain trials, issues, habits and behaviours cannot be removed unless, as believers or Christians, decide to fast, which in my mind is refraining from food for a period of time and or water, if you are led by God's Spirit. By taking one's eyes off of the things of the world, we can more successfully turn our attention to the Word of God, His teachings and prayer. It is essentially fine-tuning our spirit man so that we can have clarity in our communications with God and gain a deeper relationship with God in order to glean revelation and illumination of His Word. Fasting is not a way to get God to do what we want, Fasting, in fact, changes us and not God. It is not a way to appear more spiritual than others and must be approached in humility, as illustrated by Jesus the Christ in the book of Luke, chapter 4, verses 1 to 14, that I've just read. The next strategy Jesus used was resistance. Resistance to the enemy schemes, the devil's schemes. Resistance is also a key that, as I've said, Jesus used. The word resistance, biblically speaking, means to set against, to stand firm, to oppose or to rage battle against something that is dark, against something that is negative. This is exactly what Jesus Christ did. Despite Satan's deception, Jesus Christ resisted the temptations of the enemy at every point of the battle, which was a way of life he maintained throughout his earthly ministry. If Jesus the Christ had to resist the enemy at every step of the way, then every believer, Christian, needs to do the same and even more. Believers need to apply the key of resistance to overcome the works of Satan. A believer must absolutely refuse to be what the enemy wants them to be, and a believer must insist in God's agenda, which can be found in the Word of God, for one's life to come to pass. The Lord Jesus the Christ also used the powerful weapon of prayer. Prayer, outlined in an earlier episode, is a communication with God. Consistent, persistent and intense prayer, praying the Word of God until it becomes a part of your speech and actually becomes a reality, is a strategy. In the book of James, chapter 5, verses 16 to 18 in the Holy Bible, it says, So own up to your sins to one another and pray for one another. In the end, you may be healed. Your prayers are powerful when they are rooted in a righteous life. Remember Elijah? He was a man no different from us. He prayed with great intensity, asking God to withhold the rain. God answered his prayers and did not allow a single drop of rain to fall for three and a half years. It did not rain until Elijah prayed again 
for God to open the skies when the rain came down and the earth produced a great crop. So Jesus the Christ, our high priest, commands believers, Christians, to pray and not faint. They must employ the weapon of endless, ceaseless prayers with the word of God and all satanic obstacles will give way for a full manifestation and demonstration of God's promises in one's life. Again, feeding on the Word of God by reading, meditating on it, studying the Word of God, applying it by enforcing the Word of God over the plans, schemes, plots of the enemy will bring miracles in every area of your life. Trust in the Word of God. Have faith in it with all your might. Have complete and utter belief in it and apply it at all times. The next strategy that Jesus the Christ used was faith, obedience and submission. The strategy which our Lord Jesus Christ overcame Satan with is through obedience and submission. So submission is willingly obeying the word of God and the giving of oneself by faith and utter belief to a worthy cause. In this case, it is the word of God. In submission to God's word, Every attitude of rebellion, stubbornness or disobedience is absolutely eliminated. According to the second book of Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 6, outlined in the Holy Bible, it says nobody can avenge any form of disobedience when obedience is incomplete. The Holy Bible also tells us in the book of James, chapter 4, verse 7, that we believers are to submit themselves, therefore, to God, Resist the devil so that the devil will flee. So we as believers can never give Satan, Lucifer, the enemy, works of darkness, commands for them to obey when we ourselves are not in obedience to God. A believer would be defeated in that very instance. If a believer or Christian intends to overcome the works of the enemy, Lucifer, Satan, they must walk in absolute submission to the word of God at every stage and level of one's life. Submission, then, is an important weapon when resisting the works of the enemy. So worship is also another tool in warfare, spiritual warfare, that is. I recently discovered the power of worship in warfare. Not sure if we as the body of Christ or the church has tapped into the fullness and absolute power of it. The Holy Bible says that God loves worship and he inhabits the praises of his people. God manifests himself in our praises, which is very powerful. The act of worship also confuses Satan. You see, Satan, formerly Lucifer, led worship in heaven before his fall and was created to worship God. Worship illustrates our willingness to surrender to God so that he can take over. So we decrease so that he can increase. Worship is not just about a song, but a posture and a lifestyle. Scripture says, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. Worship could be expressed in many ways, but the following are ways a believer could consider. Singing. So the book of Psalms, 
chapter 149, verses 1 to 2, says, Praise the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song, and his praise in the assembly of the saints. Let Israel rejoice in their Maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their King. Musical instruments is another way of worshipping. Again, in the book of Psalms, chapter 149, verse 3, it says, Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and harp. The book of Psalms, again, chapter 150, verses 3 to 5, it says, Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Dance is another form of worshipping God. In the book of Psalms, chapter 149, verse 3, it says, Let them praise his name in the dance. Psalms 150, chapter 4, says, Praise him with the timbrel and dance. So when we worship God with our whole heart, mind and soul, God is made manifest and goes before any situation And we, as believers, as Christians, have the victory in Jesus' name. For it says in the second book of Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 4, that the weapons of our warfare are not physical, but they are spiritual, i.e. invisible, and mighty for pulling down strongholds, i.e. barriers. Glory be to God. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah is the highest praise you can give to God. In closing then, review points for episode 11. Number one, so Lord Jesus Christ used some strategies to defeat the works of Satan, which we could use as well to secure victories. He used the strategies of fasting, resistance, i.e. praying, using the word of God, faith, obedience and submission and of course worship as a tool in warfare to secure victory and there are many ways one can worship the one true living God.